0: Seinfeld, the old man is over, but we are just getting started here on the Seinfeld post show recap. And now, here are the two guys who are about to pool our money together to buy Kramer and Newman's record collection. I'm Rob Sister Here's Kiva Winiker. Kiva, how are you? I'm doing great, Rob. How are you? I'm doing very good. Are you ready to rub your head with some oil and get ready for today's show? I, I really, I never knew that was a thing. To be honest,
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah like one day insane. I'll
1: probably be totally bald, and i don't I don't think that's gonna be a thing.
0: Mm. <laughs> I don't know, who knows, but we are ready to talk about Seinfeld, the old man, where finally our heroes try to do something nice, and it sort of backfires,
1: yeah, I mean the few times that they actually try and do something altruistic in the series, uh it doesn't go well, and they end up realizing like that it's just easier to be you know, completely self-centered and and like, you know, just stick to yourself.
0: Yeah, it's almost like I kind of wish that they would have made it where they actually were around people who were nice, where I guess that George's guy was kind of nice, but Jerry's guy was a real jerk.
1: Right, it, it, it almost makes you root for the gang over the, you know, cranky old people.
0: Yeah, and Elaine's woman, I guess she was boring.
1: Well, I mean, I guess the goiter, they want you to be anti-goiter.
0: Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff going on. Also, Kramer and Newman are selling records. They're starting a new business and they're going to get records and sell them to a guy. And that's what's happening with them. And they're going to get into a fight with the guy. So lots of stuff going on here with Seinfeld, the old man, as we are week one and a half of Seinfeld being on Hulu.
1: Uh, yeah, have you watched any Seinfeld on Hulu yet? Yes,
0: yes. I actually watched today's episode on Hulu. La, la, la. Do you want my report on watching the episode on Hulu? Yes, yes. Please give me a detailed report. So I was able to go through. I'm a subscriber to Hulu Plus, And so I went through. It was a little bit difficult to find exactly where I was going for the Seinfeld stuff. But I knew that I was in season four now, if I wasn't doing a Seinfeld recap podcast and I was just like, oh, I want to watch the contest, mm-hmm. I think I would have had to search for that. I don't think that there's like a really quick, easy way to find that. I had to, would have had to have known, OK, that's a season four episode and then scroll through the season four episodes. And the way that the episodes are labeled, the episode number is more prominent than the name of the episode, which I think is sort of not the right way to be. Not yeah,
1: because nobody like. Even like lunatics like us don't think of episodes as like, oh, yeah, that's episode 77, especially since there's two different ways to count, like, Mm -hmm. you know, whether they, you know, the way they aired it and the way they shot it. Yeah. So that's a ridiculous way, like for SEO and for search purposes, it should just, you should be able to write in the Hulu search box, you know, Seinfeld contest and it should pop up right away.
0: Yeah. I mean, it probably does. I was just trying to, you know, I was the guy I didn't want to stop and ask for directions. I was just going to go find it.
1: I hear you. Yeah, but I mean, we, they should they should really work on their search engine. We know they're not spending their money on sponsoring Seinfeld podcasts at so Hulu, so they should really, you know, they should be able to tweak the search model. Um, okay. And how many commercials were there during the episode?
0: Okay. So, by the way, if you type in Seinfeld contest into the search bar, you will it will come up for you. So uh, their search is on point. So as far as commercials go, there was one commercial... At the start, and I had the ad block turned on on my computer, and it was like, eh, like you can't watch this. You have ad block on. You got to come back. So I turned the ad block off. I had one commercial for uh, the U.S. Army, and it was like a thirty-second spot. And then, did that
1: commercial appeal to you? Don't you have to like click that box? Like, do you want more of these types of commercials? I've seen that before, but I was not given that option
0: today. Okay. And, and if, had, if you were, would you have clicked it? Did that commercial appeal to me? Yeah, did it appeal to you? Really didn't do anything for me.
1: Didn't do any, the commercial didn't do anything for you.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then the second commercial came on halfway through. So there was one commercial square in the middle.
1: Mm -hmm. And what was that a commercial for?
0: You know what? I don't remember. Oh boy. I don't remember off the top of my head. You
1: think you have to pay more for a commercial on Seinfeld than you do on one of their like straight to, you know, DVD movies that they have on Hulu?
0: Yeah, I think so, based on the little bit I know about podcast advertising. I think when you have a show that's like that, like I think they they probably are able to sell to certain sponsors like oh you'll be on the, these premium shows or whatever and then there might be another level of stuff that's like oh you'll just be on like whatever's the leftover.
1: All right. Oh, so everyone's we're we're learning something today about the, uh, the ad game.
0: I mean, I'm I'm speculating. <laughs> and then there was okay. another commercial at the end of the episode.
1: And then, what? And then you come back just for the stand up, like the second stand up.
0: Oh, let me see. I'm trying to remember. Honestly, I don't remember. I yeah, think it came back to the credits. So important. I think the credits you, came back after.
1: Oh, oh, so that's really a trick. You should now, you know, for next time, you, got, you get out of there when the credits start.
0: Yeah, I think so. All right. So that is Seinfeld on Hulu. I have to say also, I didn't think that the quality was as good as what I've been used to watching on the DVDs.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure if right now it's the same DVD quality. I've, I saw people on the Seinfeld Reddit, uh, imply what you just said.
0: Yeah, it was not really great quality. I've also seen other people say that the episodes are like when they went back and did for DVD or for syndication, like they reshot stuff with Jerry Stiller. The episodes that are in there, the one that doesn't have Jerry Stiller has the other guy.
1: That's weird. I I wonder if there's a... If that's a mistake or if there's some sort of syndication reason for that, I'm not sure.
0: I wonder if there's also multiple packages. Like, did Hulu pay for the non-retouched package? And then there was, like, a different package, which is like, oh, this is the special edition package?
1: Well, you'd think for the money they paid, they would get the the top, you know, the top level. Yeah. But, I mean, they didn't get the deleted scenes and stuff like that, right? The DVD type stuff. Right. There's none of the DVD extras and stuff like that. I mean, so I don't know if they got their money worth. Who, who, who. <laughs> see, I, yeah. I, see, the problem is, who I know Netflix never does this. You know, like Orange is the New Black or the Kevin Spacey show that I don't watch. House uh, of Cards. House of Cards. Um, those shows will, you know, Netflix will never say, like, how many people watch them because they're not a, I, I think they're not a publicly traded company and they, they don't have to. Uh, so Hulu will never really say, like, we won't really know if it's a success or a failure for years, probably.
0: Okay, we'll never know. Maybe, I mean, maybe at
1: some like if Hulu closed in two years, we'll have a good idea that this didn't work.
0: This was a bust. I yeah. think we'll live never knowing how Hulu is doing with Seinfeld. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, yeah. I'm not going to. This is not going to keep me up at night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're going to talk about all of this. Of course, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, if you are somebody who just found us because of searching for Seinfeld on iTunes, because their SEO is on point, you can also uh, welcome aboard. If you want to subscribe, our link to subscribe is com slash Seinfeld iTunes. Or you could listen on our Rob Has a Podcast app, which now allows you to download episodes, which you had to stream before. Now you can download. You got to love the download, right? Oh, yeah. No, I have the Rob Has a Podcast app. That's exciting. Yes. All right. Akiva, do you have any
1: Seinfeld news for us? Sure. Well, I, you know, I discussed it uh, briefly last week, but I wanted to go more into depth this week about the uh, rankings but first uh some birthday news uh today is larry david's birthday
0: oh happy birthday ld you know how old he is hmm i guess i will say that he is uh 66 i think he's 68 68 yeah he's very spry
1: yeah he's a spry he's a spry it's funny because he's really had his resurgence in his 60s if you had said you know like 10, 15 years ago to somebody like, you know, Larry David, and you'd be like, oh, yeah, the guy who created it with Jerry, who I don't know what he looks like, mm-hmm. like that he would be a bigger deal. Like if Larry and Jerry walk down like different streets in uh, New York City right now, like, you know, across like they, they walk down the street, uh, but like across from each other, I feel like Larry would be just as mobbed as Jerry, if not more.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's also weird that the different direction that the two guys have taken especially over these last few years where it's starting to feel like Jerry is getting crankier and complaining about stuff. But like if Larry David, who you would think to be the one who's more cranky about stuff, I feel like that he would be more revered, whatever he was talking about, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I also think Larry
1: is so, was so cranky that he almost like peaked, he had peak crankiness and now he's, you know, he's like reverting back to a normal person. Yeah. Whereas Jerry's still on the decline.
0: Like you would never hear Larry David talking about political correctness. He doesn't
1: care. Larry doesn't. One of Larry's like great attributes is he doesn't care about a lot of this stuff. (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Like he actually does care about politics. I think he is like a big political donor and stuff. Maybe that was more his wife because his wife was extremely active in like environmental stuff, I think. Um, But maybe now that he's not with her, he's just totally out of it. And he just wants to, you know, make do one project every year and watch the Jets. He drove a Prius. Yeah, yeah, okay. So he does care about the environment, but I, I, he doesn't. I, he doesn't get worked up. He wouldn't care about like the state of comedy or stuff like what Jerry's been worrying about recently.
0: Okay. Any other Seinfeld news before we get to the old man today?
1: Yeah. So I mentioned um, that there was last week there was one uh, ranking of uh, of every Seinfeld episode, and that one was on uh, Vulture, New York Magazine, and I noticed immediately, like right before we started podcasting last week, that. There was an episode missing. So I went through my entire list and I found it, and it was The Doorman. Um, and then, right after we finished, uh, Van Lee Fair came out with a, their 169 episode Seinfeld ranking. Okay. Um, and the, it's worth looking at the New York Magazine uh, Vulture Seinfeld ranking because it's the worst thing you've ever seen in your life. Uh, I think I briefly mentioned last week The Outing, which we really liked last week. I think I had it 15 overall. He has 168, the second the worst episode, and he really like anything that was politically incorrect or, you know, wouldn't fly nowadays. Uh, he put way down, but the old man, which we're about to watch uh, this genius who forgot the episode and I had to tell him Larry Fitzmaurice, uh, you know where he has the old man where number eight all time,
0: number eight all time.
1: Yeah. Wow. So I'm not so sure it is funny because I hated this so much. I was like the Chester and some other people, like, should, should I have this guy? Because his list was universally panned. Like, anyone on Twitter who mentioned it hated it. About 30 different people on the Seinfeld Reddit all were, like, trashing it. I mean, it was, it's a garbage list. Like, he has, you know, he has the pen at number six. And we like the pen, you know, don't get us wrong. The pen was a fine episode, right? Yeah. But if the pen is the sixth best episode, like, we should just stop right now. Yeah. Uh, it's not...
0: I think um, you're so, going to have the real list because I don't know how many people went and watched all the episodes like two and a half years from now. You'll have the real deal list.
1: I agree. And and just just for comparison's sake, the Vanity Fair list is much more to the point. You know, he's got the marine biologist in the top 10, the boyfriend, uh, the Merv Griffin show, the mango. He's got like some real episodes. Uh, he also he had the uh, old man just for reference sake at 88. Um, and there was one other list that I thought was funny. Uh, not a full Seinfeld rating list, but uh, Complex.com had the uh, 10 Seinfeld episodes that would not be, probably not be considered PC today.
0: Okay. Do
1: you want to guess any of them? You don't have to guess all 10.
0: Yeah, what do you have? The Puerto Rican Day Parade, right? Yeah, yeah
1: Puerto Rican Day Parade, the outing, uh, the implant, uh, mm-hmm. but my, my favorite one is number 10, uh, which was uh, Highlights of 100, and they say... Uh, prestige sitcom fans would be appalled by the idea of such blatant filler episodes. <laughs> okay. Which is true. You, I don't think what was the last show on television? Uh, I, I, we may have even now I'm having deja vu that I asked this once already, like that has had a clip show of any kind. Like I feel like they wouldn't get away with it. Even, you know, survivor hasn't had one in many years, right? Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like Seinfeld had one friends probably had one. It, I yeah. can't think of the last show on television that had a clip. Maybe did the Office have one, maybe? I'm not sure.
0: Probably. Probably.
1: But you know, I feel like nowadays it's just with YouTube and everything. Like YouTube is just that clip show. You know, yeah. I don't think you need it anymore. I
0: want to say Lost did a clip show towards the end.
1: Yeah, Lost did a bunch of things the last two weeks. That's true. That's a that's a good point. Good catch by you. Yeah. I'm trying to forget the last season of Lost. So <laughs> okay.
0: All right. Before we get into the old man, are you ready for your Seinfeld trivia question for the week? Yeah,
1: but I've really been, I've been thinking about this because a lot of people have been ragging on me, Rob. Okay. Really? So here's the thing. I have watched every episode many, many times, but about a year or two before we started this, I kind of like had this idea germinating and I'd watched the episode so many times that I hadn't, I haven't really watched, rewatched the episode that they're fresh in my head. And then once we decided to do this and started doing this in the last year and change, I I avoid them on purpose so when we go in the episodes are relatively fresh. Hmm. So for me I feel like um you should be asking questions on stuff we've already watched. Well, so it, you could you could disagree.
0: Your opinion has been heard, but <laughs> I'm not going to go through the box of seen it cards and pick out all the ones of shows we talked about. <laughs> well,
1: as soon it's going to be half the questions. You realize
0: <laughs> sometimes like now you'll we're get only one. a third of the way done. Sometimes you'll get one from stuff we've already talked about. <laughs> all and right, sometimes By, you'll get okay. From the fair. Future. enough.
1: I, but I, I, people's esteem of me, if it wasn't already rock bottom, has has uh, now it's people's elbow. So uh, unfortunately,
0: today's question comes from area that we have not yet covered.
1: Okay, fine. And again, In, seen these episodes no less than a dozen times, but I'm an old man.
0: <laughs> Can I go babysit you? Yeah, <laughs> you have to change my diaper. Okay. In the bottle deposit. Okay. Two-part Mr. Episode. Peterman sends Elaine to a celebrity auction to bid on golf clubs once owned by whom?
1: Uh, it was Kennedy, right? JFK.
0: John F. Kennedy, Senior.
1: oh is kennedy's dad (laughs) no
0: well what what is john f kennedy
1: oh yeah he's john yeah yeah, he's jfk senior yeah yeah yeah
0: Yeah. all right good you got it all right you want to hear from one one other one from the card in no you're making no i i listen i'm like george i want to walk out on top rob (laughs) (laughs) save that for next week all right all right you go out on a high note there you go all right so let's get into the old man And so, uh, here we go. This is from February 18th, 1993. We are full on in 1993 now.
1: Still Hammer Time, though. Still Hammer Time. We never really leave Hammer Time during this series. Yeah. Probably towards the end, it's not really. Yeah, that's true. At the last, maybe, season or two, Hammer is probably long since gone. Okay.
0: So, here we go. We start with Jerry talking about age. We've seen a lot of Jerry talking about birthdays, talking about age this season. And, of course... We're talking about how the life expectancy of people is now 72, but it used to be 30. And he talks about how if then you did this when you were five, and this when you were 10 and this when you were 15. Do you think
1: Jerry's constantly thinking about age now because he's dating a 17 year old in real life <laughs> at this point?
0: Is he at this point yet?
1: Yeah, I believe it. I think it just at this exact point. It's actually, I, I was reading up on it two weeks ago when, when I was going to talk about it. It's hotly debated for a very good reason because her age was very questionable. And so like literally there was like People Magazine doing like real like math on trying to figure out when they started dating and uh, it's it's never really been solved. And I'm not sure it's ever going to be solved.
0: Yeah. So one of those like online websites, I feel like it was like Gawker or Defamer, like recently like in the last, like since we published our last episode, they posted an article on June 29th, this is on Defamer. Uh, they said, "Remember when 39-year-old Jerry Seinfeld dated a 17-year-old?"
1: <laughs> like, yeah, they have they have their blo- they have like their claws out for Jerry right now. These those types yeah. of websites.
0: Yeah, it's just like uh, like, hey, remember this?
1: <laughs> yeah, like I, not and they even really, context. No, no context. Like when they don't like somebody's, like you know, remember when Sean Penn hit Madonna or something like that? That also came up recently from like <laughs> yeah. 20 years ago. I think uh it, it's very trendy right now to bash Jerry in the, in that kind of circle so he's going to he's going to have to weather i don't think he cares yeah but uh he's going to have to weather the storm for a little while until the next the uh, next scandal comes out
0: so just for the record so this is actually since this episode just to put everything in context so this episode is from February 1993 the article that comes out about Jerry with Shoshana is actually from 1994 is when that article comes out. And in the article, they talk about when he met her, which was one day in May 1993. So this oh, so is he hasn't met her yet. three months. But maybe he's thinking about his age and his mortality and maybe looking at people that maybe he wasn't looking at previously.
1: Right. And I do think it's disputed. I remember reading once that it's disputed when he met her. But maybe May is the early date. Okay. But uh. Uh, I guess uh, Jerry, if you're listening, we apologize for discussing this on the sorry, air. Sorry,
0: sorry. Hey, look, we're just talking. It's in the ether. Yeah,
1: this is a, don't, don't blame us. We're not the ones who are, you know, dating seventeen-year-olds. <laughs> <laughs> Even when we were seventeen, we weren't dating seventeen-year-olds, Jerry. Yeah,
0: but if either of us then go on to, then it's going to look really bad. Now that uh, we should have, we should only have such problems. Rob. <laughs> <laughs> we also didn't add at the beginning of this that this episode is, has the teleplay by Larry Charles. So, a lot of Larry Charles uh, wacky stuff happening in this episode. Yeah.
1: I think in Sid's house, everything that happens was teleplayed by uh, Larry Charles.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. So, let's talk about Jerry and George in the diner. And George is sort of complaining. And he's just like, what's the point? You know, when I like them. They don't like me when they when they like me. I don't like them. He's just very despondent about everything. Yeah. And this is
1: similar to uh, the last week or two, right? Where he had like the girl he didn't like. And so, yeah, I mean, George, uh, that's the problem, though. Like in George's, in George's mind. He's a 10. So his standards are a little too high.
0: OK. And so he's really sort of down on everything in terms of dating. He would like to find a woman who doesn't speak English.
1: I mean, I've, you know, when I was younger, I used to think about that. Like, that would probably be a dream, though.
0: Why? What would be so good about that?
1: I mean, I don't know. I, like, could you ever get in trouble? Like, really? Like, what kind of fights are you getting in?
0: I think you'd spend so much time. I mean, the, the mute of the two options, I think was, it would be more appealing to me. But Mm -hmm. I think that so much of my discussions with my wife is me trying to figure out what she's thinking. So, so many of our conversations are, are you mad at me? Like, uh, is everything okay? Because you seem like you're a little, you're a little annoyed. Uh, is there, Are you sure? Because it seems like back then you said you, you were a little short with me. And so it's so much of me trying to figure out what's going on that with somebody who was speaking another language or could not speak, I feel like I would be even more confused. I, that's fair. But I,
1: I like at a certain point, it wouldn't matter. Like you just have an understanding like, you know, that. I mean, how how bad can your fight be if you can't, like, what are they going to yell at you in, you know, in some other language that you don't even
0: speak? Who cares? It's white noise. I think as human nature tells us, I think somebody who feels like they can't communicate, I think will become increasingly frustrated. So if somebody, let's say you were married to somebody from Senegal and Mm -hmm. they did not speak the language, but they were upset about something. Like, I don't think you could just ignore whatever they're upset about. It's like, sorry, I don't speak English. Yeah, and now also they have like (laughs)
1: freetranslation.com. They'd like be putting it in. You'd be on there all day just trying to translate each other's, you know.
0: And I think that's true whether it's a mute, whether it's somebody from a different country. I think that the person who feels like they cannot be heard will somehow figure out a way to let you know what's bothering them.
1: Right. That's like, you know, you had a little kid. Like my son doesn't really speak a lot yet. So, he you know, when he wants to, he'll just yell or bite you or something and, Mm -hmm. you know, get your attention. You know know the deal.
0: Sure. All right. So, they're talking about where do you meet a mute? Oh, that would be great. How could you? <laughs> we're talking about a mute like this is uh, some prize in the dating world. And George is talking about this chasm, this void in his life. And we're really laying some groundwork here for why everybody decides to go and help out with the volunteer. It's really that George is depressing everybody.
1: Uh, yeah, I think they just want to get away from George and. Clearly, he's been having these conversations for a while because when Elaine comes in, you know, he's had this exact conversation verbatim with her.
0: Yeah, and Jerry is annoyed. He's like, what, are you working stuff out with her before you try it on me?
1: (laughs) That's like, he's like open micing with Elaine so we can go up at like the comedy cellar with He's uh, workshopping things. That's right. He's he's trying to stuff. That's what I do. I like, if I ever have any jokes for the podcast, I run them by my six-year-old first.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's good. (laughs) So Elaine is talking about how she's in this new program where she's volunteering to help senior citizens and she feels great that she's doing it. Again, for all of the people in the episode, for Jerry and Elaine and George, all of them, they get the ultimate high that they get from this just by signing up. Not when they're actually doing it, but the idea of saying, look at what I'm doing, that's when they all feel good about themselves.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've seen this certainly with Jerry already, like the idea of them doing something good Yes, can hold them over for a long time. They don't want to actually do the thing like they would love for this to get canceled. And like they volunteered and it just never worked out. But, uh, you know, just just the thought of it is is what gets them, you know, over the top.
0: There's a funny line that I thought when Elaine is explaining what she has to do. And she's like, yeah, you take them for a walk. You take them out. You get a cup of coffee. and Jerry says, yeah, that's like what I do with him.
1: Right. I mean, it is true. George is like Jerry's old man, (laughs) you know, that he's just like uh, this. That's his charity project.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So George gets very indignant that Jerry doesn't want to do this. And he says to him, what kind of person are you? And Jerry says, yeah, I'm like you, except successful. There really
1: are a bunch of decent lines in this episode,
0: Rob. There are some good jokes. I didn't love the storyline in this episode. I think we spend too much time with some of the old people and especially the record store subplot didn't really work for me. But I do think that there are a few really great jokes in this episode. Yeah, there's no
1: classic, but I-, I laughed watching this episode more than I've laughed at most of the episodes so far. Yeah,
0: This is an episode that I feel like the story is not so great. The plot that they come up with here is not great, but I do think that there are some really great zingers that they have in this episode. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So Elaine is going to start tomorrow with the senior citizens. And very quickly, George and Jerry are going to get on board. So we're going to see Jerry getting set up to volunteer with his person. And so they are already feeling like a good person. So Jerry's guy is named Sid Field. Yeah, he's 87. He's 87. Now, this can't be a coincidence that... There is another famous Sid Field, who is the guy who writes all of the books about screenwriting. Like, if you're going to write any screenplay, people tell you, oh, you got to read Sid Field. Now, these are professional writers that are writing this episode. They, it can't be that they've never heard of Sid Field. Is this a shout out? Are they making fun of Sid Field?
1: So Jerry says that Sid Field's is named after a character on the Abbott and Costello show. Hmm. Okay, which we we know he loves Abbott and Costello, so maybe there's three Sidfields.
0: I don't know. Maybe Sidfield is a noom de plume for the guy who writes the screenwriting books. It's possible. Okay, so that's his guy. George's guy is going to be named Ben Cantwell. It's eighty-five. He's the spry. Eighty-five. He's a young-looking guy, actually. It's a spry eighty-five. Yeah, his guy actually comes off pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. It's weird. George's guy is the Jerry of the of the conversations. And- <laughs>
0: Yeah. Right. And Jerry's guy is the George. 100. percent Yeah. All right. So Kramer comes in. Huge ovation. I think we're really in the height of the Kramer standing ovation era. Yeah. This is the biggest one so far. They yeah. do get bigger though. Okay. So Kramer comes in and he says, "What's up, Diggity Dog?" <laughs> <laughs> really? Wow. Is he
1: is he doing that one on the spot? Is that a thing? Is he improv? I think, it's, I think that's that's hammer time. Honestly, Diggity Dog.
0: Okay. You should go <laughs> go downstairs tonight and say, hey, what's up, diggity dog? What's up, See how diggity that goes dog? For See how and, that goes for you. And so, that's how we should open the podcast from now on. Yes. And so Kramer comes in and Jerry and George say that what they're doing with Volunteering for the Old People, Kramer is aghast, that he thinks that this is a terrible idea. This, this is a scam. He says that they're Bunko artists. This ultimately doesn't pay off in any way.
1: No, I think they should have had Kramer be like afraid of old people. I think would have been maybe funnier. Yeah. Right. If he like gets scared every time Sid goes near him.
0: Yeah. Well, he should be scared because doesn't he kick Kramer in the ass? Uh.
1: Yeah, you know, he definitely should be scared of Sid. But but I think like, yeah, you're right. This line, it's like Kramer does think that, uh, you know, everyone has like some sort of like he would be. Well, I don't want to uh, I'm going to I'm going to table what I was about to say, but I he would be, Uh. you know, he, he would love conspiracy theories. Put it that way. Yeah. And, you know, he 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 like, gets all his news from the alternative media, he says.
0: Yeah. Kramer says he gets all his news from the inter- alternative media. What is the alternative media in 1993?
1: I think probably like the Village Voice, maybe even like more underground type newspapers. And-
0: <laughs> more underground? Yeah. more Well,
1: Village Voice is like above ground. It's right. It's, you get it.
0: Where do you get an underground newspaper from?
1: I like the subway, I guess, would be underground.
0: <laughs> well, I do have a lot. Didn't of they newspaper. have like zines
1: and stuff in the 90s? <laughs> How about news groups? Is Kramer in news groups? They have like a lot of like pre-chat room stuff, right? Back mm-hmm. then, were you? I I wouldn't. Were you in, into any of that or no?
0: Not really. We didn't have a good enough computer until I was older. Like I would have really liked to have been anything I could have gotten my hands on. I would uh, have been into. Yeah, we
1: lived in the boring era. We, we you know, we're still depressed. About yeah,
0: that. my parents. We didn't have like a good computer in my house until like. 1994, I think Christmas 1994 was the first, and we got like this Packard Bell thing that actually had a disk drive. Like before that, we were like working on like 80 stuff. And again, we weren't even allowed to connect it to the internet. We weren't even allowed to plug the phone line in. So all we could do was just watch like CD ROMs that came with it, of like the encyclopedia CD ROM, and just oh, watch yeah, I remember that that. over and over again. Like, wow, look at this. Look at this little postage stamp video. Of wow, that's like that's what the sun looks like.
1: And what, like the guy, the one guy who was the first person to get like prodigy, mm-hmm. which I guess was the precursor to AOL. He was the most popular guy for a few months until AOL started sending out those CDs.
0: Yeah, but still, we weren't even allowed to have the fo- the phone line connected to the computer. So my parents didn't even have internet at the house until probably like 1997. Okay, yeah. At that point,
1: I think that was about the year everyone got internet. 97, 98.
0: Yeah. And I already had already been to college and had like been able to go online there. So I already had an email address. I was already ahead of the game at my house. Look at you. Yeah. But again, that's another story. I, so I'm not sure if Kramer is on news groups in January or February 1993, although he did have the phone man up to his apartment recently. Yeah, I, I, I think,
1: no, I, I think he's just like reading like what a, what a homeless guy gives him on the subway. They have like the underground, like, like underground stuff.
0: The alternative media. Alternative media. Okay, so here comes Newman. He pops in, and they are talking about their new business, which is selling used records.
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I I would say no more lucrative business in the world.
0: No more lucrative business in the world. No, this is number one. This is how uh, Bill
1: Gates made all his money.
0: Yeah, I actually think it's a better business now than it probably was in 1993.
1: Yeah, I mean I guess if you have the right person to go to, I guess is that now you just put it online.
0: Right. But um, I don't think anybody was buying the records in 1993. Now you have a bunch of hipsters, you have a bunch of people that are like, "Oh, I want the vinyl. I want vinyl now." People were like you true. couldn't pay somebody to take your vinyl apparently in 1993.
1: Right. And but then everyone kept them, so maybe they're not worth anything.
0: Did you did you keep your baseball cards? Mm, I have some at my parents, but I never had any really good ones.
1: Yeah, my mom made me like throw, you know, go through them, and I had to like throw out anything that wasn't good, and I kept like a few hundred best ones. And I googled what I thought would be the most valuable, and they're worth like ten dollars.
0: Yeah, yeah, so that was a waste probably, of like a
1: zillion dollars and a lot of time.
0: <laughs> I think I probably have a baseball card collection that is probably worth forty or fifty dollars.
1: Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, you'll never have to sell it. I feel like that would be a good sign that.
0: <sighs> Boy, I hope not. But you know, I always think about that.
1: Yeah, I I, like. I have a a Knicks painting in my room, and I'm not a Knicks fan. Somebody gave it to me for my bar mitzvah. it's signed by like everybody from the 1973 championship team. (laughs) Uh, So, like, I think it's worth like five, six hundred dollars. And I always think like, wow, things would have to be really like, I I have no interest for this thing, but things would have to be really bad for me to sell it. Mm, Yeah, you know what I mean. That would be like a good sign that I hit rock bottom.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, let's hope that that doesn't have to happen maybe when you're an old guy and people are taking care of you, that they could just come and take it away as garbage. Yeah. Someone's
1: going to steal it from me. That's true.
0: Okay. So they ask Newman here. This is a seminal moment in the evolution of Newman. George asks Newman, Hey Newman, what do you do for a living?
1: Yeah. So this might be a sign that like Newman is kind of new on the scene here. If <laughs> George doesn't
0: know. At least George doesn't know a lot about him. But well, and also if, as we trace the evolution of Newman, He's pretty big here. Does he get bigger as the series goes on? You mean fat? Yeah.
1: Well, he certainly gets much thinner, like in the DVD extras. That he's really thin. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have to keep an eye on it for because I'm not sure. We're gonna have to keep an eye
0: on. Yeah, I wonder. Does he get thinner as the series goes on, and he loses a lot of weight, or does he go? Does he get bigger, and then just reaches like a tipping point where then he ends up getting thinner after that?
1: I think he maybe gets fatter and then thinner by the end. I'm not sure.
0: He did seem very, very big here. Like bigger than even the last time we saw him.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I haven't noticed. Then no, we're going to track that now.
0: Track the evolution of Newman. So, Or we, we could just ask Jerry. <laughs> we'll ask him on the conference call. So Newman explains that he is a postal worker. And George says, oh, aren't those the guys that always go crazy and shoot everybody? Is that really the stereotype for postal workers? Yeah, you never heard that? I didn't know that was
1: like such a big stereotype. Mm. Had there been like a postal worker shooting at that time? Yeah. I mean, you never heard the expressions. Oh, he's going to go postal. Oh, see, is that where that comes from? I never thought about that. Of course, <laughs> yeah. I heard that.
0: yeah. Man. I mean, I don't want to be an anti post but I believe that is where that comes from.
1: Uh, yeah. I, I never really like I never, you know, I don't know. I, I remember your wife always complains that she hates the mailman, <laughs> but I don't I never really think about the mail.
0: I, I think she just hates the mailman at her house. I think. That's oh, the, oh, I get it. <laughs> now, she uh, she complains about ridiculous things. That's uh, we don't need to, <laughs> we don't need to get into that about okay. complaining when the uh, when the guy brings uh, packages to the house. So they ask him, yeah, and Newman says, yeah, sometimes. And he, when prompted, he says that yeah, this, the mail never stops coming. He's coming and coming and coming. And this is really a signature character trait of Newman when he just gets, like, frenzied until Jerry usually has to say, all right, all right, cut it out. Yeah, you, like, by the end, whenever
1: Newman has a rant, like, you can't even hear what he's saying by the last <laughs> sentence or two.
0: Yeah, and his face gets red. He looks really... <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's about to have a heart attack. Usually. Yeah, like, his blood but, pressure must be, like, uh, through the roof.
1: The mail does stop Newman. I mean, there's Sundays, there's holidays. I don't know what he's talking about.
0: Okay. All right, so... They end up taking a bunch of Jerry's records. Jerry says, fine, fine, take whatever you want. Leave me alone. Are you surprised Jerry says, take whatever you want?
1: I think he just wants Newman out of his house so badly. (laughs) He doesn't care. And he knows they're not worth anything, probably.
0: All right, so let's go to the record store. We see Newman and Kramer trying to get money for the records. The guy's going through the records. He wants to give them $5 for the lot of records.
1: Yeah, but I'm not sure why they don't leave him. Like, even though that's not a good deal... It's not like they're, they say, like, "Oh, let's get another, you know, uh, estimate." Why don't they just sell it? Like, that's why do they bring it back to Jerry? What do they care? You know, that Jerry gets his records back.
0: Yeah. Have you ever sold any used media, whether it's books or DVDs, anywhere like this? No, it's not
1: my not my thing.
0: I definitely, especially I at, hate money, Rob. <laughs> especially at times where money has been tougher. I have definitely sold things like DVDs and stuff like that. And you never get anything good. Like,
1: Yeah, I can imagine. I'm sure whatever you go in there thinking, you get like a tenth of that.
0: Like, here are all my DVDs that I spend. They were all like $20 to buy. And like, okay, I'll give you $2 for this one. I'll give you a dollar for this one. I'll give you a dollar. And it's so arbitrary. It's just like, oh, this one's a $1. dollar. This one, this one is $3. Is video games. Yeah. I've sold video games.
1: Uh yeah those probably get a little more money cuz like they they're probably more playable but I yeah I mean I've seen the pawn stars shows like that you know I, these guys aren't experts in most of these things they just they're just throwing out a number for you that they think you'll you'll say okay to
0: yeah and I used to try to be ahead of the curve like I used to play like a lot of like Madden over like the last like 5 or 6 years and I feel like really guilty about it and I didn't want to spend the money on like Madden 2011 so I would be like, I would like try to find like, okay, well, all right, I'm done playing Madden 2010. Let me sell it now so that I'll get like, you know, $19 and I'll put that towards Madden 2011 or 2012, mm-hmm. whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Do you still do that? Do you still get the no, Maddens every I, year or no? You know
0: what? I even sold my PlayStation. I even got rid of it. Oh, wow. You
1: love selling things. <laughs>
0: you know, you, you love these
1: Craigslist weirdos coming to your house though.
0: Yeah. No, I do do that. That's right. <laughs> you lo- you don't mind
1: going there. They'll murder you. They'll come to your house. They know where you live. I mean, it's, it's good.
0: Yeah. Well, a couple things that one, I, w- I just want somebody to come take the thing. I just want them to come take the thing. And I'd rather get something than nothing. But I'd also rather just have somebody come and take it for free also than have it, than have it sitting here. Like I try to avoid having the uh, the clutter. So, yeah, I do get the, the Craigslist weirdos coming through.
1: Right. My mom's like that, but she'll just throw stuff in the garbage.
0: Yeah, I wish that I could just have a thing where people just come take it. That that would be more ideal.
1: Right, no, she's like the opposite of hoarders where she just, like, throws stuff out. That's, like, actually, like, are you still useful?
0: And the bigger problem I have is trying to schedule with these Craigslist weirdos where it's, like... All right, now I just, just here, here, come, come take the thing. And they're like, okay, I'll be there between this time and something. Like, well, I'm recording podcasts at that time. Like, it's really <laughs> like, I have like a one hour window when you can come get this. Can you come at that? I mean, drive? Rob, I'm
1: sure these weirdos have very important business meetings. They probably have to, you know, yeah. probably like, uh, you know, defense attorneys in court. They, you know, they have a lot of billable hours they got to deal with. And, and you know, they don't have time to pick up your free junk.
0: Yeah. <laughs> For next time, I think I'm just going to like leave it on the curb in front of my next-door neighbor's house and just give them their address like, "Oh, it's in front of my curb." <laughs> I think that's not bad. Just come get I it. I think I've been,
1: I like one time I had a really sketchy cab driver that I was like arguing with because he like how he like doubled the fare once we were like halfway from the airport home? That's not fair. And so I, I told him, I told him uh, like and I wasn't going to give it to him, but then I told him my neighbor's house like and I just I, you know, I got out in front of the neighbor's house and didn't go in until he left.
0: Okay, so let's go meet Jerry's guy, Sid Field. And they sent him over. We get to meet his attendant. What's the what's the right word? His aide, his aide, right? Yeah, just, hey, an aide, but also like
1: she may be referred to as a housekeeper, I think also. Maybe she does light <sighs> housekeeping.
0: Yeah, we don't really know for sure. I know that um, my grandmother has uh, some sort of assistance like this. They refer to her as the aide. I'm not sure if that is the technical term, but we'll yeah, go. no,
1: I think it's home home health aid because uh, my wife's grandmother has them also, and uh, she's she's going through them like Murphy Brown goes through secretaries.
0: Mm, do they get along?
1: The good ones like leave, and then she'll call up with some crazy story. We should get We should get her on the. The podcast was just. She'll like actually, and she's like you know ninety years old, and she'll get into like real fights with them. It's amazing.
0: Yeah. No, I definitely. I like. She. I, I think I, she
1: called the police like twice on them oh okay. six
0: months. We <laughs> haven't had the police called, but I know it's a, it's a thi- it's a thing. It's a thing. So the agency sent him over, and he doesn't want Jerry there, and so he's going on and on about her. She doesn't speak English. She plays that voodoo music. She's going to turn it into a zombie. She's robbing me. Are you the boyfriend? Are you going to kill me? And I don't know. Is this working for you, the old man? No, but I also want to know,
1: he clearly did not register for the big buddy program or whatever it's called. Right. So who is the person who asked them to send somebody over?
0: I don't know. Maybe, I guess, the kid. It's got to be the son, right? It
1: has to be the son. Yeah.
0: And so... Then the guy, like, is he effing with Jerry? Like, is he is he just a mean guy, or is he messing with Jerry? I think both. He's mean and he's messing with him. Because <laughs> you know this guy from when we see him at the end of the episode, he's talking with the old Jerry, and he's talking about how he was on dates. Sounds like he's getting around fine on his own. I'm not sure why he needs the buddy. Why either of those two guys need this buddy? Well,
1: he's very lucid, but he probably doesn't have a single friend.
0: Mm. Well, except for
1: old Jerry. That's right. right. How do they know each other? Like they have, they're they're each other's buddy, unless maybe they met through this program somehow.
0: And if you haven't seen the episode, the way that the episode ends is that the two old guys, the one that Jerry takes care of and the one that George takes care of, end up in Monks having a very Jerry and George conversation. And the guy that Jerry is going to hang out with is the guy who's like the George. And the guy who George hangs out with is like the Jerry. And, the guy who's like the George went on the date with the one who Elaine was with. Yeah,
1: who we haven't gotten to yet.
0: Yes. But it seems like they have an active social life.
1: Yeah, these guys, they have more friends than we do.
0: There's a weird reaction to it at the end. So basically, Sid says he wants Jerry to leave and he talks about how the gar- the records are going to all go in the garbage and and Jerry can take them. And he's like, "Hey, just one more thing. Can you change my diaper?" And he's like and he like pumps his fist like was that like he real, I, I didn't get the reaction there.
1: Yeah, it was like burned. He really burned him there.
0: Right. And, and it was like that you have to change my diaper because you volunteered to do this and it yeah. sucks for you. Or is it like that he roped him into that bazinga that he got him with that? I, I didn't understand sure. his reaction. And is
1: he incontinent? Because if he is like the joke's kind of on Sid. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know.
0: It's a good <laughs> it was joke weird. though. It was weird. For, for a night for an 87 year old guy, I'll give him a couple points. Okay. George is with the guy at Monk's, the guy who is more of the Jerry. And George is talking about how old he is. And he says, wow, what is he, 87? I think this one's 85 and Sid's 87. Okay, he's 85. And George's like, wow, you're really pushing the envelope. How much do you think about dying?
1: Yeah, and, and Jerry says in the opening stand-up, the average lifespan for a male is 72. It mm-hmm. seems very low. Maybe it was that's what it was 20 years ago, Jammer but time. that right. seems really low. Yeah. It's got to be like 80 now, no?
0: I don't know. You got to imagine. What do you think it's going to be when we're really old?
1: I mean, isn't that a problem? I think they like people who, you know, economy experts say like the biggest problem is that people are still retiring like relatively young, maybe a little older than they used to. Mm -hmm. But then they're like doing nothing for the society. 30 years, right. It's crazy. Like they're just leeches. (laughs) <laughs> i'm pretty in general i'm pretty down on old people i'm gonna be honest with you
0: so you would like to see some sort of like logan's run where it's like once you hit 70 you just off people
1: is logan's run a movie or a tv show <laughs> it's a movie um yeah i mean I think it sounds they killed
0: the people that were over 30
1: i mean that's pretty harsh but you know obviously when i'm if i'm 70 i'm not gonna I'm not gonna, you know, be in favor of that, but I just think they should contribute more to society. They should work longer, you know. They should, uh, I don't know, do charity work, like do work that they can do. I, I feel like old people are not really stepping it up enough.
0: Yeah, you got to bring something to the table. You'd like bring to something do. to the table, or, or you know, or else get the heck out. <laughs> right. So George is just like getting angry with the guy. Like, what do you mean you don't think about it? Because the guy's like, eh, it just don't really it doesn't really uh, enter into what I'm thinking about. And I'm just grateful for every day. And George, like, what do you mean you're grateful Like, you're that close to the end? And George is getting like really agitated with the guy. Did you feel like George is too over the top here? Yeah.
1: And I feel like the, the level of, of anger here isn't really equal to the, the, the type of conversation.
0: Yeah. If anything, George should be like, wow, like I can't believe it. Like, and I'm, and, and look at me, like what's wrong with me? Like, he's just like getting like so pissed at this guy until the guy finally just gets up to walk away to leave. And he says, uh, "You know what? <laughs> Life's too short to waste on you." Yeah, but
1: also like we've seen George, like he's very stressed the last month or two, like yelling at the shrink. You know, he he's just he has a very short fuse right now.
0: He's upset. He's upset. All right, one last thing with George with Mister Cantwell. Then he walks out, and we see George do this probably about five times so far in the series to this point. He says, "Oh, but Mister Cantwell, you all still owe me for the soup."
1: which is funny cuz I always remember the thing when I saw the scene like who pays when you go out with your cuz like if you're taking your you know you, like they have like the little buddy program where hmm. you're like taking maybe a kid who doesn't have a brother out and like I guess then the organization pays or you pay fine but here it's like the old guy probably has more money than George so who's who's really supposed
0: to pay yeah it's a good point it's a good point so let's go back to Elaine and her older woman Mrs. Oliver and her thing is that she has a goiter like the size of a football jutting out of her neck.
1: Yeah, uh, it's worth uh, mentioning. We never see Mrs. Oliver.
0: Yes. Have you ever seen a goiter? I don't even know what a goiter looks like. Is it worth yeah, a Google I, I think image it's just search?
1: like a growth coming out of your neck. I wouldn't Google it, you know, And but it's just a growth coming out of your neck. And uh, I guess it's not so attractive.
0: Yeah, I guess so. Well, oh, yeah. I mean, I'm
1: sure certain people are very into goiters.
0: Yeah. All right. Too late. Too late on that.
1: You, you, so, goitre,
0: you Did you search I it? I did. I did. And, and so, yeah. Okay. I can I could imagine where, why it's distracting. Google for Elaine. goiter
1: the size of a football.
0: No. <laughs> and so, but she goes on and on and on. And again, that this scene is uh, for me. I mean, it's just like a lot of Elaine reacting to the goiter, but nothing really is going on. I do think that this picks up later on with the Gandhi stuff, but I feel like this first time that Elaine goes to see Mrs. Oliver. I think it kind of drags. Yeah, it stretches out for like an extra minute. Yeah. So Elaine is back with Jerry and they're all complaining about their old people. I I like this part where Elaine is complaining about Mrs. Oliver's goiter and George doesn't think it's going to work out with his guy. And they ask him why. And he's George got fired. (laughs) (laughs) George got fired. Jerry wants to quit. Yeah, I really do like the way that Jerry talks about his guys like, I hate my guy. I hate my guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, and rightfully so. Yeah, and I like I like George here
1: talking about how like he want you know he respects quitting because he comes from a line of quitters.
0: Yeah, and Elaine, it uh, needs to go quit her person also, but she has to quit in person. Yeah, I mean,
1: uh, like Elaine should just like sit behind her or something and just not look at the goiter.
0: Yeah. All right, Kramer and Newman are back in the mix, and they're mad at Jerry about the records that they got. And I do like the line that Kramer says. There's a Kramer Newman that says, yeah, the guy at the record store thought that we were total squares. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're I think it's Newman.
0: About what the guy at the record store thought. <laughs> but they're mad at Jerry.
1: Yeah, him and his Sergio Mendez.
0: Yeah. And so <laughs> they're going to go and Jerry tells him about, well, you should have seen the records that this old guy had.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like... Do you, how do they even know like what's what's worth a lot and what's not in this user record store?
0: I don't know. It doesn't it seem un Jerry-like to want to be involved with this sort of a caper with this two these two guys selling all these records that he's going to get involved with bringing them to the old guy's house so that they could take his records. There's
1: really no motivation for Jerry to help out Kramer and Newman here.
0: Yeah. But yet he does. He says well, fine, but you I, you know you guys have to come with me and you have to go see the old guy. And so they're all going to go On their way to go and see the old guy, even George is coming. Yeah, this is like uh, like
1: somebody babysits and they bring like a whole party with them, a whole party.
0: So they get there and we're introduced again from George's perspective to the housekeeper slash aide. We find out she's from Senegal, and uh, Jerry like sets this up. Hey, she's from Senegal. It's like wild, wild stuff.
1: Well, I think he's just saying that she's pretty, but she's really tall, also. No, yes. Like when she's standing next to George, she's towering over him.
0: George said he always wanted to make love to a really tall woman.
1: Yeah, that's true, and we know it didn't happen with the lady who walked in the door. <laughs> um, I, I, I unfortunately, she's not famous enough that you could Google how tall she is. Yeah, but uh, is she if, on Twitter? Someone? I I looked for her and she's not on Twitter. She's like an accomplished like stage actress, but. Uh, If somebody could get her 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 height, I would be very uh, appreciative. Like you see her on the street in New York City or something.
0: Well, the appeal for George with her is that she does not speak English, which is what he was looking for in the beginning of the episode. And he starts a funny runner here in this episode where he says to her, I want to dip my bald head in oil and rub it all over your body. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to hear that a few more times in this episode. And she looks like she's taken with George. I mean, it's hard. she's hard to read. She's hard to read, but I guess she doesn't meet a lot of guys at Mr. Fields' apartment.
1: Uh, No. I mean, maybe she brings a lot of guys back, and we don't know about it. But yeah, you're, it's probably lonely
0: there. Supposedly, she has a boyfriend.
1: Uh, I mean, is Sid Fields really a reliable narrator, though? <laughs> all
0: right. So, meanwhile, we're having all this business going on with the records, and <laughs> Kramer and Newman are gathering up all the records, but Mr. Fields is getting agitated with the whole thing and he's like yelling and then he's wrestling with them and he's kicking Kramer in the ass. And I mean, isn't Mr. Fields, what's his problem? Or or do you think he's justified?
1: I mean, think about it from him. Like old people, a lot of times, like they don't have an advocate. Like they have, like they want to speak up, but maybe they can't like physically stop somebody from doing something or, you know, nobody listens to what they have to say. And so like, These people who he doesn't want, he doesn't even want Jerry to be in his house, let alone George Newman and Kramer. I guess he feels like he's being robbed. He's basically being robbed. Like he feels violated right now. So he's actually within his rights.
0: Okay. so So he ends up, he's kicking them and then they're like wrestling and then his teeth, his teeth end up going, flying across the room and nobody sees where they went. So George thinks that they went over there. So they try to turn the light on by the sink, but it was the garbage disposal And the dentures were in the garbage disposal.
1: Oh, what are the odds?
0: What are the odds? I'm like, oh my God. And so Jerry's like, okay, well, let me take you to your dentist.
1: Yeah, which is pretty nice of him. Like, then Jerry, we know, would like, that's a shame and walk out.
0: Yeah. Say, oh, you know, I really, I have another appointment. Yeah. I really got to go. But he's going to go take him to the dentist. And so they're going to go down to go get a taxi. But they end up like all filling up in the taxi between Jerry, between George, between Newman and Kramer with the records. And they end up losing the old man.
1: Yeah, I don't like the four people in the back strategy in the cab either.
0: (laughs) Yeah, where was the old man going to sit? Yeah,
1: I guess in the front.
0: Yeah. Meanwhile, we go to Lane with Mrs. Oliver. And Mrs. Oliver is finally revealing the story about her torrid love affair with Mahatma.
1: Uh, which Mahatma would that be Gandhi? What are the odds? I, I wonder if like people were like, uh, cause they're just bringing Gandhi's good name into this for no reason. <laughs> was this not appreciated? Uh, I don't know if it was controversial, but I'm sure, you know, his, his estate probably wouldn't have been thrilled.
0: Yeah. Well, <laughs> it is funny on the reveal and Elaine all of a sudden is interested in what she has to say. And she mentions about how Gandhi He used to dip his bald head in oil and rub it all over my body. So uh,
1: George has something in common with Gandhi. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Who knew that was a thing?
1: I mean, it's just certain bald guys have that type of fetish, I guess.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's go to Kramer and Newman in the record store. And this guy is, again, Akiva, would you say that the record salesman is nonplussed by this record collection?
1: Uh yeah, that's a good use of the word here. Not I don't know if Chester would like it, but yeah, he he's not interested in the you know, like. It's better than the first one, but he's not especially interested
0: yeah. in what twenty dollars like. for this record collection.
1: And this scene you alluded to before it really doesn't doesn't do anything.
0: Yeah, it's so weird that there's like a whole like Cyrano de Bergerac thing that plays out between Newman is like arguing with the guy from the record store, but Kramer is the one telling him what to say. And, I mean, it's funny, the dialogue, but it really is very confusing as to why this is happening. Kramer whispers in Newman's ear, tell him, you are nothing but a piece of crap. It's so
1: weird also because Kramer's a nice guy usually. Like, why is he... Like, it's one thing if Newman says this. It's, it's weird that Kramer is just so infuriated. Yeah.
0: He says, I find you to be ugly.
1: You emit a foul and unpleasant odor
0: i loathe you and then the guy like jumps over the counter
1: the loathe one just set him over like the odor and the ugly like wasn't a big deal yeah it's so weird (laughs) they should have worked the other way like it should have started with i loathe you then you're a piece of crap (laughs) then you're ugly then you admit a foul and a pleasant odor then he jumps him
0: yeah so the record guy wants to fight with kramer and newman and ultimately it turns out that they end up breaking all the records uh, yeah,
1: oh, $20 worth. No big deal. Yeah, it's
0: only worth $20. All right, so we go back to Jerry's apartment and we see him with the woman from the agency and she's like really upset about the whole thing because I guess that Mr. Fields is missing still. To be fair,
1: it's, you know, if you go and you're a big brother or whatever this program is called, you know, adopt a grandpa, you're not responsible for their well-being. You're not? No, I think if the, if if... If they have, like, uh, you know, if they can get along on their own, fine, then they're responsible for themselves. And if they need, like, uh, you know, a state mandated home health care person, like, that person is in charge. They don't get to leave when you come. Hmm. I think.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm no so. expert, but. Yeah, I would think that the aide is still in charge, despite the fact Yeah, the aide's in charge.
1: So, really, the aide, uh, and I'm not, if she's an aide and not a housekeeper, the fact that she doesn't speak any English probably lessens the impact that she has as an aide like she probably mm. not the best aide yeah
0: okay so let's go to that they bring in the son of mr field okay so He's they upset. want to know why are you taking him to the dentist because his teeth got in the garbage disposal what were his teeth doing in the garbage disposal so here comes the son and i guess is that his wife uh,
1: i think so okay. i think it's his wife
0: and they're talking about how when Kramer and Newman start talking about the records, do you know how valuable those records were? How valuable could that record collection have been?
1: Yeah, they make it seem like that's his inheritance. It's weird.
0: It's either one of two things. It's like either that was very valuable, and the guy at the record store was scamming them. Right? It could either yeah, be. Yeah, that's that, possible. But even
1: so, what are they worth? Two hundred dollars? Like how much could they really be worth total?
0: I I don't know, but it's like. Is it is that the only game in town for selling records is the guy like, well, I know that I'm going to rip them off.
1: I mean, I think these people know, like the person who's coming is desperate, like you see on the porn star type shows like they're like going to feed a drug habit or or they really short for cash. Like, I don't know how many different opinions that that type of person is usually getting.
0: But if the guy really is just trying to rip them off, then you would think he's like, all right, I'll tell you what I'll do. Twenty five. Okay, thirty. Thirty. You know, like, right. If he really
1: wanted the stuff, then maybe he would have put up with uh, the, you know, the the abuse to, to actually get the good deal. Yeah, it right? really
0: comes off like they weren't worth anything.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's probably the case. I, I think he knows better than the son.
0: All right. So they call up to Mr. Field's house and they hear that the phone line is busy. Maybe, too bad he doesn't have a two line phone, right? Yeah, that's right.
1: That's right. If he had really gotten in better with Kramer, he would have gotten one. He
0: could have traded those records for a two-line phone. They realize, oh, okay, he must be home now because the phone is off the hook. And they go there, and we see George on the couch with the woman from Senegal rubbing his bald head in oil. Now, if she doesn't speak
1: in English, how did he get this fetish across to her?
0: I think he probably just took his shirt off and gave her the oil and then... Started putting it on his head, I guess. Uh, okay. I mean,
1: I guess that makes sense.
0: I mean, it seems like the first time he mentions it, it's like a random thing, but I don't know. I, I really don't understand the rub my head in oil thing. It's a bald
1: guy thing, I think.
0: Is it a bald guy thing?
1: I have no idea. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: If, if someone's bald and they're into this, don't let us know. <laughs> just,
0: do, not let us, do not
1: send us any email.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Is is the scalp an erogenous
1: zone? Uh, hopefully neither of us will ever know. I
0: don't know. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? All right. So after everybody walks in, again, George takes this very well.
1: Oh, yeah. George, listen, George is the winner here. Like he's having this good time with the lady. He's got nothing to be embarrassed about.
0: Yeah. And then we go to the old guys in the diner. And I actually do like this scene between the two older guys. And the, the one guy is talking to the older George guy, Mr. Field. He's talking about like, I don't know what it is. When you like them, they don't like you.
1: Yeah, this is like a precursor to like Bizarro Jerry stuff.
0: Yes. And then he's talking about how he picked up this woman and she had a huge goiter on her neck. And it was the size of a football. But they got to talking and she talked about Gandhi. And things were going really good until... She made him tea, and then she put the milk in his tea without asking. He hates that. Oh,
1: no, no, that's a deal breaker.
0: Yeah. And so I thought that was a funny sort of meta commentary on those guys that at the rate they're going, this is why they're going to be single and alone forever and just have each other. Yeah, it was really not a bad episode, Rob. Yeah. Yeah. I just that the plot line, there was, there was good jokes in there. I just feel like uh, the storyline was too much with the, old, with the old people that I didn't care about. It was a little
1: too Larry charles uh, yeah, I think the A storyline didn't work and the B storyline really didn't work. But there were a lot more jokes than we've had in, in the past.
0: Yeah. And then was there a closing stand-up?
1: Uh, yeah, the closing stand-up is just uh, Jerry talking about how old people keep getting smaller, but their cars keep getting bigger. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. All right.
1: Which is true. I inherited like, my grandmother's like gigantic like Mercury Gray Marquis when she died. And it, it's so hard to park because it's just <laughs> such a long car, so I hear
0: him big car. And also yeah, he says like if you're 80, you should be able to do 80, which I do not agree with at all. Uh
1: no, I think the opposite is true. If you're 80, you should be doing 20. Yes. I also I when I was younger and now I stop caring about anything cuz I'm like I'm not even on the road anymore. I'm just in my house preparing for the contest. But I think I like with I do think old people should have to pass another driver's test once they get past 70. Yeah, like okay. every 5 years or so they should have to pass a road test.
0: All right. Well, that's real talk. I don't know if we need to Get into that hot button issue.
1: I'm I'm sorry if that's controversial for some people.
0: Controversial viewpoint.
1: All right. Grandpa, if you're listening, you're a grandfathered in. You don't, you you could still drive.
0: Literally, you're grandfathered in. Grandfathered in. Yeah, that's right. All right. So why don't we hear your episode ranking for the old man? Um, All right. So the old man I have
1: at 139. All right. Uh, And again, both plot lines weren't great. But if I had to re-rank it now, I'd actually move it up a little bit. But again, this is...
0: Do you re-rank as we go? I
1: think you should be allowed to. Uh, I do. I will move it a place or two. I mean, I'm never going to be like, oh, the contest stinks. Let me move this down to like 120. Yeah. But I I do sometimes uh, move things up a few or down a few based on how... Because again, one of the factors here rewatchability, And I've ranked the episodes... The first time I ranked Seinfeld episodes uh, was when I was 11. I found an episode list, talk about like AOL, uh, you know, like 1.0 in synagogue. on like a really like high holiday, like six hour service. You're from Senegal, at, also synagogue. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, and I was just sitting there and like of all the things in the world, I just got into the Seinfeld, maybe I was 12. There was just an episode guide that someone must have taken like six years to print out off like AOL 2.0 or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Seinfeld is obviously still very much in the middle. And I just like went through it and then like uh, every time I saw an episode, I gave it a ring. So I had, I'd love to find those, but I'm sure my mom threw them out, tie everything together. All right. So yeah, what did I say? 139 for the old man, but I would, I would move it up if I, if I, uh, if I could. That sounds about right. But once I'm starting moving things up, Rob, then I got to like move stuff down and then like something good is going to be stuck. You know what I mean? Like now that we're in the middle, it's there's a lot of moving pieces.
0: All right. In terms of if this was in 2015, what would be different about this episode?
1: They should put trackers on old people.
0: Yeah. They have on dogs now. I think those records are worth more. Yeah. The records would be worth more. Like, and you can get it, take them to the eBay store or something like that.
1: Yeah. I think they would just be much easier to sell them online. That's probably true.
0: Yeah. I think that the guy at the record store, I think now has competition. Uh Oh, consumer wins.
1: I got some bad news. I think that record store probably wouldn't exist anymore.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, my business might be booming. There's a lot of like hipster record stores. Yeah.
1: there might be a couple. I'm not sure if, like, if you're ever on, like, Park Avenue and, you're like, oh, who lives in, like, the penthouse of your building? It's like, it's a guy who, li- who owns a hipster record store. Like, those mm. guys are probably just scraping by. That's fair enough.
0: That's <laughs> fair. Okay. You ready to get into some emails? Sure. All right. Here we go. Emails come in every week. Seinfeld at postshowrecaps.com. All right. Let's start off with an email from Amir who says, overall, enjoyable episode, although the main plot feels a little broad for Seinfeld. This setup feels like it could have been applied to a number of different classic sitcoms. few comments. It's always enjoyable to see Kramer and Newman tag team on a scheme. It should be noted, though, that this isn't the last time we see them feeding the other lines of dialogue. In season seven's The Soulmate, they do the same thing, except it's Newman who's feeding the script. And it's interesting that Kramer is the one who would provide the bold aggressiveness while Newman provides the sweet talk.
1: That's true. Although, listen, since Amir called me out for getting the really easy trivia question wrong last week, Newman is spelled with a W, buddy, not a U. Hmm.
0: Okay. The old man also sarcastically refers to Jerry as Einstein. I wonder if that's his go-to insult, considering he looks exactly like Einstein.
1: He really does. He looks, he is like a doppelganger of Einstein. That's not bad.
0: Okay. Also, Amir wants to know, why would George touch the dentures with his bare hands? That's incredibly disgusting.
1: I mean, George. George isn't Jerry. He, he's he's not like some kind of need
0: freak. Yeah. George, you want to
1: save the dentures
0: An éclair out of the garbage can. That's right. Also, what's he, what he going to do? Like, oh, his dentures are in the garbage disposal. Ew, I'm not touching them.
1: Yeah, it's not like the old guy's going to stick his hand in there and get it chopped up or something.
0: Yeah, oh, mere such a <laughs> such a uh, germaphobe.
1: <laughs>
0: Listen, if it was your grandma, you would get those dentures, buddy. Okay. All right. And then Chester, who said the old man was a mediocre episode, he decided to rank all of the presidents in terms of looks.
1: Yeah, and he says this is the last time anybody could do this because once, if, if Hillary does get in, it becomes it very dicey after that, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so you're saying that is that a reason to not vote for Hillary? So you can't do presidential looks? I guess well, this is in their official photo.
1: Yeah, I mean... It, I, no matter where he points out no matter where you rank Hillary if you rank her one there's going to be haters if you rank her last like you know people obviously are not going to like it so you can't win so maybe you just keep it to a male presidential ranking Okay, let and me you give could you, just say she's number one with the ladies
0: alright I'll give you the bottom five number 39 he goes John Quincy Adams the least mm-hmm. bad looking member of his family fast horse slow race <laughs> <laughs> he deserves kudos for introducing mutton chops to the oval office
1: i got to love the mutton chops.
0: I mean, this is great. I mean, this is really funny. I mean, if this should be. Yeah, on, he's very good. Yeah, it like, should list. be online somewhere. I told him
1: I wrote him back and I said, you should really publish this.
0: But. Yeah. And what did he say? He didn't say he didn't respond. I don't know. He's a busy guy. <laughs> <He didn't respond. laughs> Number 40, John Adams. Let's put it this way. When HBO chose Paul Giamatti to portray him, critics complained that the actor wasn't nearly fat and ugly enough. <laughs> Ooh, zing. Wow. Yeah. Real, a real Jebediah Atkinson is uh, Chester
1: that's Next. right. he throws the card after yes
0: um calvin coolidge number 41 he says he looks like a rat Ugh.
1: yeah he's kind of i mean he's kinda, it's also calvin coolidge if in his in his painting is like really way back there you could barely see him
0: yeah, but it's probably like the artist came in like let's go with the long shot yeah the long shot let's, 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 let's go, go need a how far up, away can Mr. we coolidge. go <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like uh you know that picture of uh the Lincoln Memorial on the Penny? Like you'll be Lincoln in that. <laughs> All right. Oh, <laughs> then uh William Henry Harrison says he's he right now that is a schnoz Maybe if his nose wasn't so big, he wouldn't have breathed in so much cold air at his inauguration and gotten himself killed after thirty days. Oh my oh, god. Oh boy.
1: Burn. By the but to be fair, William Harrison I mean that is a nose. Like no joke. You could they could cut a <laughs> steak with that nose. <laughs>
0: And lastly, Martin Van Buren. How dare you, Chester? He says, bald, ugly, vaguely German. If Seinfeld wanted to identify a president as being ugly, they should have picked MVB. Though I guess they were saving him for a later episode.
1: Listen, Van Buren should be number eight on your list, like he is in the presidential list. That's our symbol for the Van Buren boys. Yeah, I, I do like this list, but MVB—that's that's a hard. Very good. I'll, an I'll
0: give you a couple other the uh, the notables uh, where they check in on. <laughs> On the list. Uh, he's got Obama at number five. Years uh, mm-hmm. yep. are a bit too guy. big, but he's not a bad looking dude. Younger than most of these guys also. Yeah, um, He's got Clinton at six. Uh, says uh, <laughs> if this was a sexiness ranking, he'd be higher based on personality and performance. Oh, boy. Yeah. Had,
1: would he really be higher based on performance?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I feel uh, like if all 43 of these guys walk into a room... He's taking home the babe with the goiter, you know. <laughs> yeah. He's picking up the ladies. So if you're ranking on that, he's number one for sure.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Uh George H.W. Bush checks in at 13, but George W. Bush is at 18.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're both pretty normal looking. George W. Bush is a good looking guy, but he, you know, he's just a very normal is looking. Is this a guy. partisan list? I don't think so at all. I think I think you, you, we have to expect more of Chester. I really think he's if it was a really partisan list, then George W. Like if he was one way. George W. Bush would be like forty. Let's be fair. If mm-hmm. Someone, if he really, well, I believe George. he's
0: forty-one, right?
1: What in his rankings? You mean <laughs>
0: forty-three, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> forty-two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, that uh, I don't know. I feel like George W. Bush better looking than George H. W. Bush, but maybe that's just me.
1: It's not a great picture, of George H. W. Bush either. He's kind of George H. W. Bush is also like a normal looking guy you see on the street. Yeah. Uh, you want to give him the top five?
0: All right, yeah, top five from well, we gave you Obama. Four is a uh, Teddy Roosevelt badass, says Chester. Number three, Thomas Jefferson. I always thought he had a very impressive visage.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I would have Jefferson in the middle somewhere. He's pretty normal looking. I think
0: any of these guys in the powdered wigs, I think you got to hold that against them. Yeah, That's not I a mean, good look. Not a great look. Not a great look. Franklin Pierce. He was famous for his good looks, and he looks pretty good here. That's wow, Franklin Pierce. Yeah, he's like a,
1: the least presidential-looking guy, what a right? Dark he looks horse like to be like- at
0: number two. It's
1: true. Franklin Pierce, what an upset. He was like 20 to 1.
0: And John F Kennedy senior, again, the answer to another trivia question here tonight. Uh so right. good looking, he doesn't even need to show his face for official portrait.
1: Yeah, he's looking down, like completely down, like like uh what happened to you, John? What could be so bad? This is probably the worst the worst thing that could ever happen to you, John, this picture.
0: Yeah, Reagan is 12. Who was the person that Seinfeld had? Who did, who did Seinfeld say? It was Lyndon Johnson, right?
1: Yeah, they had Lyndon Johnson. When where is he on the list? And Lyndon, he's not
0: Lyndon Johnson, let me see. I can't even find him on the list. He meant it's not even be that low.
1: Yeah, you know, and Chester has 37 for Lincoln. That's also pretty
0: shocking. <laughs> yeah, he has Lyndon Johnson is where? 10, he has him at 10. 10, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah, he says, contrary to
1: Sunfield hate, I think LBJ looks like a big, strong Texas cowboy. I mean, the nose also isn't great, but he's a. I think he's a pretty regular looking dude, LBJ.
0: Hmm, okay. All right, there you
1: go. All right, it was a great list, Akiva. What's next week? Uh, next week's episode is both real and spectacular. The implant with Terry Hatcher.
0: Oh, that's very exciting. Yeah, it's a good episode. Okay, can't wait for that one. That's very exciting. What's the hashtag for this episode?
1: Hashtag? Would you mind changing my diaper? Like I don't know what.
0: Oh, uh, how about what up, diggity dog? What's up, diggity dog?
1: Yeah, what's up, diggity dog? That's fine. Yeah,
0: there you go. All right, that's the hashtag. Follow Akiva on Twitter. He's at Keeve26. I'm at Rob Sestrino. We can't wait to hear what you guys have to say on our website at postshowrecaps.com. Check out the recap for this episode later this week from Mike Moore and special thanks to Scott St. Pierre who always edits the Seinfeld podcast. We appreciate that. So. Thanks so much, everybody. We will see you next week on the Seinfeld Recap Podcast. And also, don't be afraid to give us some good ratings in iTunes because that helps more and more people find the show at our page at postshowrecaps.com slash Seinfeld iTunes. Should we we read when we get good reviews also? Uh, Yeah, we could read the good reviews if we get them. We get one a week. The one a week that is especially noteworthy, then maybe we'll read some of them.
1: We only have one bad review, but that's the only review we've ever read. <laughs> it, was,
0: it was insulted us.
1: Yeah, but that was like that was a year ago. We we figured out everything since then.
0: Yes, now we know everything. All right, have a good one, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.